Welcome everyone to Conference Reruns. This is episode four and it's the last episode of 2023. Uh, we just celebrated Christmas a few days ago and we have New Year just around the corner. Uh, like with, with every new year comes New Year's resolutions. Uh, it's probably the thing that I love the most about January, uh, but, but hate the most about February. It, it really doesn't take me very long to backslide into old habits and, you know, fall short of every single one of my resolutions. Um, I've only really started to think about my my resolutions for next year, so hopefully each of you is further along in that process. Um, but I I do know that one of my resolutions, and I hope for for each of you, uh, that what one of the resolutions on your list is to read the Book of Mormon in 2024. As a church, we'll be studying the Book of Mormon for Come Follow Me, uh, and and I'm grateful. That, that we have this opportunity to study the Book of Mormon this year. Um, but it does remind me of the words of President Benson in his you know, famous address, Flooding the Earth with the Book of Mormon. Uh, he said, At present, the Book of Mormon is studied in our Sunday school and seminary classes every fourth year. This four-year pattern, however, must not be followed by church members in their personal and family study. We need to read daily from the pages of the book of the book that will get a man nearer to God by abiding by its precepts than by any other book. Uh, this just so happens to be one of the years that we are studying the Book of Mormon together, but I hope that it's not the first time in four years that you've opened the pages of the Book of Mormon. Uh, I've always loved the Book of Mormon, but like most people, have had moments in my life where I read it uh, and, and other scriptures more or less frequently. Unfortunately, I've been guilty of you know, as it says in, in DNC 84, treating it lightly from time to time. Um, I've not always treasured the Book of Mormon to the extent that I should. Um, but when I make the Book of Mormon a central part of my life, a daily part of my life, I notice a big difference. The peace that I feel in my life when I'm reading and pondering the Book of Mormon has no comparison. Uh, so for today's episode, I'm going to discuss President Russell M. Nelson's talk from October 2017. Uh, this was the final talk that he gave before becoming the prophet and president of the church. Uh, the talk is titled, The Book of Mormon, What Would Your Life Be Like Without It? Uh, president Nelson begins his address by telling this story. In 1986, I was invited to give a special lecture at a university in Accra, Ghana. There I met a number of dignitaries, including an African tribal king. After my lecture, the king made his way directly to me. The king seemed puzzled. Just who are you, he said. I replied, I'm an ordained apostle of Jesus Christ. The king asked, what can you teach me about Jesus Christ? Well, I responded with a question. May I ask what you already know about him? The king's response revealed he was a serious student of the Bible and one who loved the Lord. I then asked if he knew about the ministry of Jesus Christ to the people of ancient America. As I expected, he did not. I explained. After the Savior's crucifixion and resurrection, he came to the people of ancient America, where he taught his gospel. He organized his church and asked his disciples to keep a record of his ministry among them. 
That record, I continued, is what we know as the Book of Mormon. It is another testament of Jesus Christ. It is a companion scripture to the Holy Bible. Well, at this point, the king became very interested. I turned to the mission president accompanying me, and I asked if he had a copy of the Book of Mormon with him. He pulled one from his briefcase. I opened it to 3 Nephi, chapter 11, and together, the king and I read the Savior's sermon to the Nephites. I then presented the copy of the Book of Mormon to him. His response lodged in my mind and heart forever. You could have given me diamonds or rubies, but nothing is more precious to me than this additional knowledge about the Lord Jesus Christ. The first question that, that comes to my mind uh, is, is you know, a personal question for me, but one for, for each of us to ponder. Uh, do I have that sort of appreciation for the Book of Mormon? Do I value it above every earthly possession? I, I personally don't care too much for diamonds and rubies. In fact, I don't own a single one. <laughs> um, but if I was to lose every earthly item I own, would I be okay because I know that I still have the Book of Mormon? Do I value my testimony of the Book of Mormon as one of my greatest possessions? Uh, these are questions that I need to take some time personally to think about, um, and I might need to make some adjustments in my life. Uh, there were several parts of this talk that stood out to me, but I, I remember when I heard it for the first time, there was something that, that really, really jumped out to me. So six months earlier, uh, so it would have been April 2017, President Monson had asked the church to study the Book of Mormon every day. President Nelson, who has probably read the Book of Mormon, I mean, who knows how many times, listened to the counsel of the prophet and studied the Book of Mormon. Like, what a great example for each of us. President Nelson, who was the most senior member of the Quorum of the Twelve, he was just a few months away from becoming the prophet. He was not above listening to the counsel of the prophet. Like, what an incredible example of humility and obedience. And, and really, President Nelson's life is full of these kinds of examples, both big and small. Uh, and it's clear that his willingness to follow the prophet has turned him into the man he is today. Like, sometime I, I, sometimes I'm just marveled by the man that he is. And we are so blessed to have President Nelson uh, as the leader of our church today. Like, what an incredible prophet. Okay, okay, but anyways, <laughs> back, to, back to the Book of Mormon. Uh, President Nelson shares that during the six months after President Monson had asked the church to read the Book of Mormon, that as he was traveling and visiting people, he invited many groups uh, that he met with to ponder on a few questions. First, what would your life be like without the Book of Mormon? Second, what would you not know and third, what would you not have? As, as I think about these questions, you know, it's hard for me to answer these questions because I've always had the Book of Mormon in my life. And even when I have fallen short of cherishing it to the extent that it deserves, I've, I've still always had a testimony of it. Um, and, and I really can't imagine my life without the Book of Mormon. But one thing that I know for sure is that when I do read the Book of Mormon, I feel more peace in my life 
my prayers are more meaningful. I want to attend the temple more often. I want to keep my covenant, my covenants more fully. Uh, I want to be kinder to others. Um, I have more patience with my kids. Maybe not a lot more, but you know, a little bit more patience with my kids uh, and with others around me as well. Um, all of these are are some of the fruits that come into my life when I'm reading the Book of Mormon daily. Um, I can't imagine my life without it because I've never lived my life without it. But I do know that my night, that my life is it's not just a little bit better, but it's significantly better when I'm studying the Book of Mormon each day. Uh, one of the many lessons that the Book of Mormon contains that I am so very grateful for is the expanded understanding that we have about the purpose of Christ's life and, and his suffering. Because of the Book of Mormon, we know that Jesus did not only come to the earth to die and take upon himself our sins, but also our pain, sorrows, heartache, depression, worry, and, and every emotion that we may be dealing with. Somehow, in, in some unimaginable way, Christ experienced everything so that he could succor each of us uh, in the challenging moments that, that we face in this life. I think that 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 is probably the doctrine that's found in the Book of Mormon that I love the most. But closely linked to that doctrine uh, is the Book of Mormon's teachings about Christ's personal individual relationship that he has with each one of us. Uh, this is something that I, I just cannot comprehend. But the Book of Mormon, through its many different stories, paints such a beautiful tapestry of, of Jesus Christ ministering to people one-on-one. -on -one. The Book of Mormon helps us understand that Christ did not live and die for the whole world collectively, but he lived and died for each individual that makes up the whole world. Uh, understanding this has helped me draw so much closer to the Savior because I know that he knows and cares about me, like me personally. He knows me. Uh, and without the Book of Mormon, I don't think I would understand this special and, and very personal doctrine. Uh, about six months ago, I, I finished reading the Book of Mormon again, and, and I was pondering on what I had learned the, the few months uh, prior as, as I was reading through it. Um, and as consistently as I was reading it, one word kept coming to my mind and really stood out to me, and, and that word was power. Um, I thought about the power that God gives his children to face their challenges and the power that he gives to, to deliver them from whatever circumstances they are in. And I thought about the, you know, I, I thought about each of the wars and the downfalls of the Nephite civilization and, and people looking for power in other ways, ways that the earth gives them, but not God's power. When we focus on obtaining earthly power, we fail. But when we focus on God's power, we cannot fail. As I finished that reading of the Book of Mormon and I was writing down some of my thoughts and I wrote down the word power and, and how it, it, it really summarizes the whole Book of Mormon. Uh, and then a few days later, I re-listened to this talk. Uh, and, and here's what President Nelson says. When I think of the Book of Mormon, I think of the word power. The truths of the Book of Mormon have the power to heal, comfort, restore, succor, strengthen, console, and cheer our souls. The Book of Mormon is powerful. It contains the power that we need to face the challenges that each of us encounter in this life. 
There truly is power in the Book of Mormon. And one of the greatest powers is its ability to change hearts and lives. As the Book of Mormon itself says, the preaching of the word had a great tendency to lead the people to do that which was just. Yea, it had had more powerful effect upon the minds of the people than the sword or anything else which had, hap which had happened unto them. Therefore, Alma thought that it was expedient that he should try the virtue of the word of God. The word of God, the scriptures, has the power to change each of us. And, and no book of scripture has a greater ability to do this than the Book of Mormon does. Listen to this incredible promise from President Nelson. My dear brothers and sisters, I promise that as you prayerfully study the Book of Mormon every day, you will make better decisions every day. I promise that as you ponder what you study, the windows of heaven will open and you will receive answers to your own questions and direction for your own life. I promise that as you daily immerse yourself in the Book of Mormon, you can be immunized against the evils of the day, even the gripping plague of pornography and other mind-numbing addictions. So how is that possible? How can the words of a book change people. Um, I've thought about this several times, and, and I've realized that it's not the Book of Mormon that changes people, but it's Jesus Christ. The Book of Mormon teaches so clearly about Jesus Christ that if someone reads it with a sincere heart, it is impossible to not get closer to Jesus Christ. And when we are closer to Christ, he is able to answer our questions and immunize us against the evils of the day. The Book of Mormon itself does not have this power, but Jesus Christ does have that power. Uh, as we read, we'll develop a stronger relationship with Jesus Christ and a more personal, one-on-one -on -one relationship with him. And when we have that kind of relationship with Jesus, we are changed. I, I've seen in my own life the power that the Book of Mormon has to change people's lives. I've seen it impact others, uh, and I testify that it has changed my life. Uh, during this past year, in, in 2023, I have personally placed a greater emphasis on the Book of Mormon and made it a part of my daily study, uh, and, and I have, I've become a better person. Uh, I have been changed by the power of the Book of Mormon um, and, and through a stronger relationship with my Savior. I know that the Book of Mormon is true, and I know that it can change your life if you allow it to do so. Uh, I hope that each of us will read the Book of Mormon in 2024 as part of Come Follow Me. Um, and, and I really hope that we will each feel and know of its power um, and make it a keystone of our lives this year and, and every year. All right. Well, I wish each of you a happy new year, and I look forward to discussing other general conference talks in 2024. If you have suggestions, please let me know. Um, I'll also pr plan to bring on some guests next year uh, to, to have them discuss some of their favorite talks with me. But anyways, until next time, thank you so much for listening. <laughs>